originally I was playing in a game where I could compare where comparison could elevate me you okay. know what I'm saying yeah sure um, but now I'm playing in a game where comparison will literally be my death Happy New Year and welcome back to season three of the Bailu Campaign podcast. You're here with your hosts, Nate and Dan. (laughs) And it's the top of the top. It's it's our first episode of the year, Mm -hmm. season three. Mm -hmm. Man, what a blessing. Yeah. Happy New Year, bro. How are you? Happy New Year. Um, I'll skip this question today. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm in a interesting place. Uh, and I think we'll, we'll get more into that in the article, but you know, it's a blessing to be alive. Feel that. Uh, right now I'm just really just dedicated to the grind and the work. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I am right now. Cool. So you want to go ahead and keep leading the conversation? No, sir. No more expensive jokes for you, huh? <laughs> All right. Let me take over. So, yeah. Uh, Happy New Year. Y'all are back for another one. Thank you for tuning in. So this podcast is going to be focused on our most recent article entitled The Thief of Joy. Well, that's not what it's entitled. It's entitled The Thief Comparison. But that's what it steals from you, your joy. Um, and that's what's going to be used. So the article is going to act more of as a supporting document for this time. We're going to have more of an open conversation about comparison and, you know what I'm saying, its effects, how it shows up in different ways and different forms, and how that could hinder your journey or your growth. It could just hinder you, period. Um, because that's more of a generalized subject that we all experience you know and there are some people who reach a certain um point of their life where it may not be as drastic Mm -hmm. the the voice that jumps out to make the comparisons might even you know i'm saying be almost gone but it's a long process to get there and it just don't really just happen overnight you feel me so you know i think it's good to talk about this because Going into the new year, especially for everyone who plans to thrive, um, that's something that you might deal with. You feel me? If you haven't been to the gym in 10 years, all of a sudden you go to the gym, you might see everybody who's been gone the past three years and you feeling bad being there. For sure. You know what I'm saying? You're like, damn, like, I'm looking sloppy. Look at these people looking like they belong on like a fitness magazine or something, you know, mm-hmm. like, or you might tell yourself, I can't think of another example. Man, you Save may me. be trying to run up a check. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You may have some financial goals this year. Yeah. And you may look around and some of your, like, let's say you work in a sales role mm-hmm. and some of your coworkers, they're making those sales projections and they're you're not. It. Yeah. Right. And then you get into a space where you're like, man, how is Tim making it? Right. And uh, Rodney making it. Right. And, Cynthia making it. Right. And Why am I not more, making it? You can even give birth to a hater. You're like, man, Cynthia not even that nice. Right? <laughs> Cynthia not even that nice. How right. you doing that? Like, she got a list and you all that me. type of thing, you know? She talked like a robot. Right. <laughs> but she's still killing it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man. So, we, we definitely need to address this comparison. Just because um, 
even with us personally and just maybe those who listen, it's something that when it's addressed, then, you know, you're saying like when you make something known, then you could start focusing on how to fix it. Because yeah. if you don't identify a problem, you're probably going to lie to yourself and act like you don't have a problem. So it was always good to put it on front street and then you're like, all right, bet. So where's the solution? Yeah. So let's get into it, man. The thief of joy. Excuse me. The thief comparison don't go on a website searching the thief of joy you might not find it. it's the thief comparison but yeah so um this one was pretty cool started off with you know what i'm saying breaking down the whole thing but let's get into it let's get into the freshman year right you mm-hmm. said that that was your first um excuse me freshman class yeah. that was the first time that you had a full-fledged um experience of of consciously experiencing like how comparison affected you when it came to going to school mm-hmm. so the the quick backstory was you you had a school that you wanted to go to yeah you came from a place where your sister went to an ivy league so mm-hmm. you, you know what i'm saying even though no one said it it was in the air like what he gonna do you feel me for sure is he gonna make it to ivy some people league? said it <laughs> oh some people actually said it some people said it to my mom oh that's wild see <laughs> that's very wild that's the thing like i be telling my mom it's like if somebody tell you something wild, you gotta shut that down. Like you feel me? <laughs> I don't like stuff like that, man. For real, like I had people say some wild stuff in recent years, and I'm just like, whoa, mm-hmm. I don't even like you like that. But um, yeah, and so there was this expectation that was placed on you. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying whether you wanted it or not, which was just like, okay, I'm ready to see what you're gonna do, so I can match it up to what your sister did. You know what I'm saying those sure. who came before you. So you wanted to go to George Georgetown, mm-hmm. and um, you know what I'm saying. Off top, you ain't you ain't meet the standard recommend the standard requirements, mm-hmm. but you just have faith. Like man, I'm gonna make it happen. You show sure. me. I seen other people make it happen. I can make yeah. some shake. So you had your interview. Everything was looking good. You know what I'm saying. And you come home one day and you get a, a thin thin letter in the mail with your <laughs> yes, name sir. on it. <laughs> Go ahead and break that down for us. Yeah, bro. So I came came home from school, uh, look on the dining table, yeah, the kitchen table, and there's a letter, and I see it's from Georgetown, right? Mm-hmm. And automatically I knew because, I mean, since I had been through the process via my sister. Uh, so you know what it looked like. I know what a college acceptance looks like, <laughs> and I know what it doesn't look like. That's only thick, ain't Yeah, it? like it's a big packet, right? Yeah. Um, so I looked at the letter. I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is not this is this is not what I you know what I'm saying because I'm it's a point where I'm expecting to hear something. So you I'm expecting like, to get in, or I'm expecting hear to hear some a response from them about oh, okay. my okay. acceptance. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, this does not look good. But I'm hoping that okay, maybe this is a letter saying, okay, Nathan. We received your application. Some something, even mm-hmm. though I knew it was gonna be what it was gonna be about, I was just mm-hmm. hoping for something else. Yeah. So I opened the letter and like in the article it just said, Hey, like, you know, we can't offer you acceptance to this class, this year's class. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was I was heartbroken after that, to be honest. Um, because and I, I mentioned in the article because I didn't, I really honestly, to be very transparent, like, I really didn't like Georgetown. You didn't? 
Like I visited there yeah. and I didn't like it for se. Like I have visited Georgetown and visited GW. Yeah, no, I like GW, GW was, more. We went to GW it was fun. Yeah. I was mad. I was like, man, I'm not gonna be able to go here, but it's lit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I went to GW, I was like, man, I can really see myself here. Yeah. But I was so caught up in Georgetown, like it was ranked higher in terms of the business school. Mm-hmm. It it was more um uh prestigious. Prestigious. It yeah. was more um like well known yeah. in terms of like just having Georgetown basketball team and mm-hmm. stuff like that, right? Yeah. Uh so I got caught up in all that, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't really think about what was best for me as a person. And so when I got the rejection, I was just like, dang, man. It hurt because like I said, like you kind of mentioned, I felt that since my sister got into her number one school, that I was going to get into my number one school. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I literally used to pray, like, hey, God, like, you got Lindsay into her number one school? <laughs> you can get me into my number one school. Because it's like, it's not, I know my sister, she didn't meet All the, the requirements. requirements yeah. You know what I'm saying? But she was blessed to get that opportunity to go. So I was mm-hmm. like, all right. All right. I ain't asked for too much either. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Look, look out for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when I opened that letter, I was hurt. I still have the letter to this day. You kept it? Yeah. What are you keeping it for? You gonna put on you gonna put it up on your wall? Like Mr. Crab's daughter? Nah, I kept like when I wrote in the article what they said, yeah. I literally pulled out the letter and typed that up. <laughs> but why do you still have it though? Um it's just like, it, what does it, it represents you. I think at first initially when they rejected me, it, at first it represents like Y'all gonna regret this decision. Mm-hmm. Like y'all gonna regret this decision. But now, to me, it more so represents um, the understanding that not everything that I think is for me is actually for me. Like not all of my, not all the plans that I have for mm-hmm. myself or what I think is good is yeah. always what's the best thing for me as a person and the best thing to for me to complete the journey that my life journey that is very different just all the simple fact that like i know the young version of us was i mean it's still i I speak for myself it's still Mm -hmm. there a little bit it's not Mm -hmm. it's not there a lot but it's still Mm -hmm. like a little sprinkle of it we we were very big on like I'll show you. Yeah, yeah, for you sure. Feel, like somebody shut us down, we go come back with like two, three. Mm-hmm. Like, what's up? You feel me? Sure. Like, you can't do that. We do it like tenfold. Yeah. And that's like, we really, we strived off of that for a while. That was like mm-hmm. a good driving force. But as we all get older, I'm seeing this really dying out. Mm-hmm. And everyone is moving towards like different motivations. For sure. Outside of like trying to prove people wrong. Cause it's yeah. not sustainable, like you mm-hmm. once told me. And it's just, that's very different, right? And even what you said about your plans not being for you, I was watching this video, this TED talk before you came, and this lady, she was just talking about like happiness and stuff, right, and like fulfillment. And she said, uh, the worst thing you could do in life is go through it with things that are for other people. Mm-hmm. And she, she, an example she gave was like, imagine if you marry somebody else's wife. You're going to be miserable. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like basically like living somebody else's life is yeah. not the best uh the best method so mm-hmm. i thought that was kind of cool but yeah proceed yeah so i mean 
It was honestly, it was like I said, it was, it was, it was a tough experience for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I learned a lot, and really, honestly, this article came from really our conversation with Glass on the I Am podcast. Yeah, when you had talked about the like, you felt that you know what I'm saying, like yeah, Nate, I felt like you could have made the dean's list, and I was just thinking about just my journey. And I realized, like, a lot of what had got me through life Mm -hmm. was comparison. Like, it had, it was enough to get me to where I am. Yeah. But, like, now I'm in a place where it's actually, it's hurting you. Hurting me, like, terribly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because originally I was playing in a game where I could compare. Well, comparison could elevate me. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Um, But now I'm playing in a game where comparison, will literally be my death. You feel me? Mm. And yeah, so I I, I just wanted, that's where this kind of came from. I want to explore that essence of comparison. Hmm. That's a lot. That's a <laughs> lot. That's a lot. Yeah, and I guess I could break that down a little bit more. So, okay. Um. My sister, when she went to school, she struggled a lot, right? Mm-hmm. When she went to her number In one In terms school. of what? Like Academically. Just, okay. And that fear, that fear of seeing her struggle, I was like, man, I don't want to struggle like that, right? Mm-hmm. That comparison, like, man, like, all right, maybe I can get, be better at college than my sister was, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I can finally surpass that what or, she did. Yeah, right. So honestly, like, even before school started, I was class started, I was reading my books. Like, as a student, I was a at least my freshman, sophomore year, I was a very dedicated student. Like, spent all my like Saturday mornings, I'm in the library, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, till like eight, nine studying getting all my reading done and all that stuff so like i said it comparison it it served me well yeah (laughs) (laughs) it served me well like it got me you know what i'm saying to be successful at gw Mm. but now that i'm in this entrepreneurship game it's like trying to compare my journey to people who are let's say not playing entrepreneurship Mm. Yeah, it's been, it, it ate me alive this year of two thousand or last year of two thousand nineteen. Um, just feeling like I had taken a step back, a lot, a step back. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like even in our conversation, you know, it's just like man, I was, I was somewhat of the man, like you know, not the man, but like I felt like I had, I had some, I felt like my You're basically right. my pride and right. ego was really. Check this here, like, yeah. like man, okay, like being the one who was like financing things. Like I remember that we had we had that conversation. You were like, <laughs> you were trying to get a drawing tablet, right? Yeah. <laughs> so so this is what happened. <clears throat> it's better if I tell it. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, I was going to actually because that tell sounds it. sweet. <laughs> but yeah, so I remember it was like, um, I think it was twenty seventeen, right? Mm-hmm. Cause 
Yeah, that's probably the f- that was like the year that I actually took like doing design work seriously. Because mm-hmm. I just sat down and I was like, man, there's a couple of things in my life I keep leaving or coming back to. And that was like the main thing I always would end up back in somehow. Yeah. So I was like, let me take this a little seriously and see what's up with it. See how nice I could get if I actually pay attention. Right. So I called you. You were in New York at the time. Mm-hmm. I called you. I was like, yeah, bruh. I think I'm gonna take this design stuff seriously. I'm gonna see what happens. I don't know. I just, I just know I could like do something with it, and I don't want it to just let it sit. So I'm gonna take it seriously and see what happens. You was like, I right, bet, bet, like for real. I was like, yeah. You was like, I right, bet, and you was just like, all right. So um, just like find out like what tools you need. You were saying how mm-hmm. much it costs to make it happen. Just let me know. Like I'll match you or whatever. We go mm-hmm. have. It's like I right, bet. So I went on Craigslist. I'm like, man. The highest level of what I could get is a desktop drawing tablet, a Wacom. So I was like, man, I'm searching, I'm searching. And I come across somebody who landed a Wacom and was just trying to get rid of it. So they usually go for about like two stacks at that time. It was about Mm $17.99. So $1,800 to to two two and some change Mm -hmm. uh, for retail. And he had a fresh joint that he was Mm going to go for six. So I I shot you a text. I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. It's like, bro, somebody said, wait, I found a, a drawing tablet for six. I'm trying to cop that joint. And then I was I was ready to like just go and make the purchase. Mm-hmm. And he was like, all right, bet. Uh, hit them up. I'm going to shoot you half. I was like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> like, it was like little things like that mm-hmm. that, you know what I'm saying? I knew I could just hit you up like, hey, I'm trying to do this. You're trying to go half. You're like, all right, bet. Let's do it. Let's see what yeah. happens. Or I'm trying to invest in this. All right, bet. I'll match it or something. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like. You was like yeah. Mr. Matcher. <laughs> Honestly, you like a match. Yeah, and, for sure. And yeah, it's and not even just that. It's like other little things that you're able to do. When we were up, I remember early in the year, I made a comment. I said, man, people treat you a lot better when you're up. Right? Oh, for sure. Like, people treat you a lot better when you're up. And that was just them from, like I was saying, like recently in our current, our recent conversation, I was like, bro, there's been like years where I went where I didn't check my bank account because I always knew I had money mm-hmm. and it, you feel me? I was up. Like I was talking about, I'm giving people my card to go swipe it like here. <laughs> when I was like, I need, I'm like, here, just take my card, whatever. Don't worry about it. Like I don't trip about nothing. And then it hit a spot where you know what I'm saying you tripping. It's like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> like what's going on? For sure. And it's really, it's really humbling going through things where you feel like people you was running laps around start running laps around you. Mm-hmm. Like you getting outlapped. And like I said, like coming from a very, like we were always very competitive. We had a very highly competitive spirit when we were young because we, we want the hustle. So if you want hustle, you got to be able to compete, right? Yeah. And so we had like a very highly competitive spirit within our midst of our group of friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so to hit this place where, like, where you're used to being outlapped by your friends and your the measuring stick is your friends. Mm-hmm. But now you're in spaces where everybody's outlapping you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, damn. <laughs> like, what am I doing wrong to deserve yeah, this? You feel for me? sure. But, yeah, it all goes back to comparison, man. But, yeah, back to you. Yeah, bro. So... <laughs> Going from that place, like you mentioned, to a place where uh, I can't necessarily be that same type of asset to people. Yeah. Um, and even to myself, right? Mm-hmm. It was 
it was challenging this year, you know what I mean? And just sure. not being able to like it it really it really touched my pride, my ego. That's the first thing to go out the window, <laughs> bro. Your ego. It's so crazy how how you never know you never know what your identity is truly made of until you start losing stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause you see what you tied it to. Like you, you might think you like super confident and charismatic and woo yeah. woo because you just like actually worked on yourself and became that. And it's like mm-hmm. come from a real place, but it could be tied to that band that's in your driveway. Mm-hmm. Cause if it get repo tomorrow, you're going to be, <laughs> you're going to be a totally different person. Yeah. You feel me? Or even like we were talking about when you get humbled, when, uh, you're saying you, you catch a flat and you find out a 600 for a new tire just for one. Mm-hmm. And you're like, whew. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know this for me. For sure. <laughs> you get the tripping. You feel yeah. me? Like, yeah, it, it really do test your ego, man. And it really exposes, like, the people around you, right? Because I would say probably, I'm going to say this publicly, and I was, I'm planning on telling this very soon. I was thinking mm-hmm. about it recently. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the people who got me through this the most just from a financial aspect, Mm. like let's say I'm getting paid, you know what I'm saying? What sometimes I may not be getting paid for like another week. Mm. And it's like, man, I was expecting it this week and I'm not getting it until next week. Yeah. And I need like a dub or, you know what I'm saying? To uh, let's say cop some gas or something like that, right? Mm. To hold me down. My little brother really, really, my little brother Josh really held me down this year and it like it just changed it changed my perspective on him as a person a lot mm-hmm. uh, because it separated him from because like, I have a me being like the older cousin for a lot of people yeah I have a lot of people who are coming to me to ask me for stuff yeah and you don't got nobody you could go to yeah and I and I and I was thinking about it, I was like man Bro, I really don't be having people to go to when I'm yeah. down. Facts. And it was like the fact that I had someone who could like, yo, yo, bruh, I need something. Can you look out? And he'll just look out. Man, it meant it meant a lot. It meant a lot for me this year for sure. Yeah. So um shout out to my little brother, man. Love you, bro. You should call him and tell him that. You know, he don't hear it often. <laughs> <laughs> nah, for sure. Like, I was literally, it was literally Friday or Friday. I was just in the car thinking about it. I was like, yeah. I'm going to have to have that conversation with him. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So the next step was um, if you must compete, you know what I'm saying, compete with yourself. Mm-hmm. And going from a place of competing outwardly and mm-hmm. comparing to where you're competing in a healthy space, you feel yeah. me? And you're actually the person you're comparing yourself to is yourself. Yeah, you feel me? Like, how did we do? How are we improving? How could we improve much better? Um, you're currently in the midst of making that shift. Mm-hmm. But what are some things that you found that you you think you're going to be able to use moving forward? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you haven't found anything, can you elaborate on why? In terms of comparison, 
in uh, terms of like becoming healthy, mm-hmm. building a healthy relationship with comparison. Yeah, for sure. So I think just naturally, like as a competitive person, mm. it's hard to just kill that spirit. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Got to be honest. You know what I'm saying? So I'm instead of just trying to kill it, uh, to channel it, right? Mm. Uh, and I just think that's what everything in life, anything, like you always talk about, nothing is yeah, energy good can. or bad. It's mm. just how, how you, you channel perceive, it. Yeah. How you uh, perceive it. So with that spirit, I think for myself, because there's a, because I was just like looking at, I'm like, man, there's people who are up who I'm inspired by. Mm. And there's people who are up who you may be envious of. Mm. And it's like, where, where is that disconnect? Like, how can you switch from being envious of somebody to being inspired by their story and their journey? Mm-hmm. And I was kind of reflecting on my college experience um, and the different programs I was involved in. Um, and I met, like, a lot of great people who were doing, like, a lot of dope stuff. Yeah. You know, from colleges all across the country. Okay. And... I didn't, I was never envious of any of them. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I think it was because I was actually like, for the most part, inspired by them. You know what I mean? Mm. To take some of what I learned from them back to my campus and stuff like that. And uh, I think that healthy distance that we had where I wasn't necessarily like interacting with these people on a daily basis. Mm. And it didn't feel like, even in the grand, it didn't feel like, we were competing for the same spot. Like, yeah, in the grand scheme of life, we may have be competing for the same stuff, but it didn't feel like we were competing for the same spot. Um, and I think taking that and elaborating it just to all situations, not looking at, realizing that you're not always competing for the same spot with people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a sweet state, a lot of people in real estate talk about, hey, like there's hundreds and hundreds of deals out here. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you can get yours. You're mm-hmm. not competing with nobody, right? Yeah. And I think that's just channeling that same energy that I took from those programs I was in mm-hmm. to how I am in business and just in real life is how I'm, you know, channeling, rechanneling my competitive energy. So does that mean that you have to keep a distance now? Um, Do you have to keep like a, you know what I'm saying, a healthy balance of distance and connection? Like um, how does that work? I think. Because that stood out to me. Mm-hmm. So I think initially it had to be, it was somewhat of a physical distance, right? Mm. Like we're at different schools. So like I'm doing my thing at GW, you're doing your thing at whatever school, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas now I think feeling, I think it comes to feeling like you have, trying to find the right words to explain it, like feeling, feeling like you have your own entity, if that makes sense. Like if I feel, like I'm an entity in myself, mm. 
then there's a se- there's an automatic separation, if that makes sense. Like, all right. And it wasn't. And the thing is, it was like kids who went to Howard who were in the program. We were all in the yeah. same city. Yeah. But it felt. I don't know. I explained like the separation. It wasn't necessarily like a physical distance. And it's like I could have actually been in contact with, with these people consistently basis, but it just felt the distance. It felt distance because it didn't feel like we were competing for the same thing because I felt like I was in my own world or my yeah. own entity. So I don't know what that looks like for other people. Um, and I'm still trying to sort through and articulate what that means for me. I can like hone you. in on that. But yeah, go ahead. I, I ain't, I ain't want to cut you off. Nah, yeah. Know, but I'm just saying, like, figuring out a way to, in a sense, create your own world, um, I think is important. But yeah, go ahead. So I think, um, well, I don't think, I believe what you're saying gets to my favorite line from the entire article, mm-hmm. which was about, um, I'll read it. Just give me a second. But it was about success, right? And how you mm-hmm. define success. Mm-hmm. And the line said, basically, um, it said, read it for Kovo quote, thoughtful goals and a well-developed plan are useless if they get you to a place that someone outside of yourself defined as success. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really what, what you're saying sounds like to me. Okay. Is that you didn't feel the need to compete with somebody because once you got a little glimpse of what they were really on, you were like, oh, okay, we on two different paths. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Like you had a good understanding of their path Mm -hmm. and you you had a good enough visual to see like, this is not my path and Mm -hmm. it's not for me. And Mm -hmm. even if I want to get to their destination, the way that I would go to get there is a little different. So I'm not going to trip off you, right? Mm -hmm. So you had a realistic understanding of where you were and where they were. And a lot of comparison from my experience comes from that disconnect of what really goes on with the person. Like there's like a bunch of quotes and it's crazy because like, man, like when you think about it, a lot of things are simple. Like yeah. a lot of the, the quotes that people put on pictures and all the cornball goof stuff, some of them hold truth. I'll be honest. I think it's corny, but some hold truth. Mm-hmm. Like the one about, um, or like the saying, like, you know what I'm saying? You you tell me this a lot. Like everyone wants the end result, but nobody wants the process to get there, right? For sure. And I think that's all comparison is, yeah. is being so married to the person's results. Yeah. Being so invested in their results, mm-hmm. what what it looks like, what the house that they got off of the work look like, yeah. what the car they drive look like, how their bank account look, but not being invested in mm-hmm. their process. Yeah. Or not even having an understanding of what it is. Because mm-hmm. once you get that understanding, like, dang, they have to go through all that yeah. and sell a kidney and cut off two fingers mm-hmm. and almost die a couple of times. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're like, oh, okay, yeah. I don't think I want that. Mm-hmm. Or I still want what they got, but not how they did it. For so sure. you're not going to be envious of them. You're not going to care no more. And that's something my mom always used to tell me when I was younger. was just like, the things people don't show is is what you should worry about. <laughs> not the things they show. You feel me? Facts. Like, Because, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, her culture and seeing, like, a lot of people, like, because there's, like, a thing in, like, her culture, uh, like they call it blood money, mm-hmm. basically. 
when people do like a lot of janky stuff for to get rich and for sure. like you know what I'm saying it sell their kids all type of wild stuff yeah they call it blood money so she just from her seeing that in her younger days or she always she always tell me and my sister like yeah like you know what i'm saying don't don't get so caught up in what people have that you know what i'm saying you forget to inquire on how they got it for sure. you know so that's what it comes down to when i hear you say that mm-hmm. and having that disconnect and it looks different for everyone too. Yeah. Because some people to, to create that separation, you might have to go from checking IG every ten minutes to checking it once a week. Mm-hmm. Cause let's say you find somebody that you think is inspiring or who you aspire to be like, right? And every day you check their IG, one day they post a picture of they a deal they just closed, twenty yep. K. They post a picture of a new house they just caught. <laughs> then the day after, they just post a picture of a new business they just started up. Yeah. They done laughed you in three days. <laughs> and they've laughed you in three years in three days. Yeah. You're going to sure. feel terrible. Yeah. If you don't have a strong mindset and you're not mm-hmm. grounded in your journey. Yeah. You feel me? So it's different for everyone. But at the end of the day, it's just being like very realistic mm-hmm. about their results and not being so caught up on what they have that you forget to inquire about how they got it. Because mm-hmm. once you find out how they got it, you might not even want it no more. Yeah. And you might not look at them as a source of inspiration no more. But then, and then the other aspect of it is sometimes we know what the person had to go through, but we're still, it makes us realize that we BSed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Just how, that's like, my thing. Like That's how the running last thing, just just how like so many rappers die in their city. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It's bruh. It's because you know that person. You probably you might went to middle elementary school, middle school, high school with that person. Yeah, you saw it happen. You saw the process, mm-hmm. and it's just like man, it makes you look in the mirror like, dang, I didn't. I didn't do nothing with all them. Th- yeah, bro, I didn't do yeah. nothing with all that time and all them years. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it it can it can go on both sides. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because you know what I'm saying? We can't look at this side and I look at that side too. For sure. Because even that side affects me, like I tell you. Like, mm-hmm. that side affects me when it comes to certain things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember I was telling Nate, I said, Nate, I still got pictures of all my old apartments and all my old spots. Yeah. <laughs> I've been looking at them a lot because they were sweet. Yeah. And I was like, man, you feel me? Like. That's those are the little things that you do. That's like, damn. Like, there's some deeper that's mm-hmm. that's operating right here. It's not just simple. You feel me? And yeah, that's what it comes down to, man. Sure. But at the end of the day, comparison is a thief of joy. Like, and I think it steals more than joy because it steals your ability to enjoy your present, and your present is your journey. Yeah, you feel me, and I think once you once you lose that ability to, I mean, you don't gotta enjoy the process because every part of the process isn't fun. We have to be honest. There's some things that I hate doing that I'm gonna do. For sure. I hate doing it. I know it, it breeds a good result. Like when I was locked in with Tune for the gym, I hated going. <laughs> I'm gonna come clean because I hated going, and you know I don't like to leave the house a lot. For sure. I'm like, man, I gotta leave at night. To go work out. <laughs> oh my God. I did it for two months straight. I mean, I was looking like I brolic ate my old boy. I look like I ate the old me. <laughs> that was more brolic than me. I was like, sheesh. 
Stay out the gym. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? And it's just, and that's just a part of the process sometimes. Like, there's going to be parts you're going to hate. Like, I'm not the type to ever, like, be, I mean, yeah, I lie to myself, but I'm not going to lie to myself too much. Like, you got to deal with reality. You feel me? Like, I'm like, just like when you, when uh people, when I was telling you, like, I don't like when I'm, I'm messed up and somebody's like, it's okay. You're going to, I'm like, I hear you, but right now I'm not good. So like, For address sure. that. You feel me? Like, I know right now you fucked up, but. You know what I'm saying? In due time, you might be better. Or you might never be better. But time is still going to pass. So, like, what you going to do? Yeah. That's a better approach than to try to pat my back. Like, don't touch me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I so, yeah. But, yeah, man. We what? 36 minutes? Yeah. You got any, anything else you want to touch on? I kind of want to touch a little bit on the Brene Brown quotes. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Can you read them? Or whichever one you start off. All right, I'm going to start off with the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says, comparison is all about conformity and competition. At first, it seemed like conforming and competing are mutually exclusive, but they're not. When we compare, we want to see who or what the best out of a specific collection of A-like things. Brene Brown. Yeah, and he, I was just say, read the second one too. Just and the second one. The comparison mandate becomes this crushing paradox of fit in and stand out. It's not cultivative self-acceptance, belonging, and authenticity. It's be just like everyone else, but better. Brene Brown. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, those, that quotes and that word from Brene, Auntie Brene, really resonated with me just because, you know, it made like in reality it made no sense that i would leave a system that i didn't want to be in mm-hmm. and compare myself to who to i was system. in that system yeah <laughs> that's true man. like when you look at it like factually and very practically mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense for sure but <laughs> on the emotional side and like being in it it makes all the sense why you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm of the pride and the ego and, you know what I'm saying? Just feeling, being down, you know? Yeah, some aspects were still tied to it. Mm-hmm. You physically left, but there was some piece of you that was still t- like associated and identified with that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I just, I just think with that, just recognizing the importance of, if you're playing in a game or you're trying to do something that is different. Mm. I mean, I think we're all unique people and individuals. Yeah, off top. So just off top, but specifically if you're playing in a, if you're in a field that is untraditional, that and just even in even in the corporate space, there are many ways to the top, right? No one has. There's no one specific blueprint. I mean, there's. A general way to that but how people go about reaching each of those stages is very different um so yeah just not if you and yourself feel like you're unique you believe you're unique and you generally feel like you don't want to be because that's the thing we don't want in totally to be like someone else no we just want pieces of them yeah and it's like you can't take if you're going to take piece of them, you're going to have to take 
what it took, the journey that it took. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like we try to look at people in isolation, and that's not how life works. Um, so instead of looking at people in isolation and, you know what I'm saying, trying to be inspired by those those little pieces that or those little personality traits or whatever that people have, but like I said, if you if you feel like you're unique and you don't want to be like anyone else, realize that your journey's not going to be like anyone else either. Um, so fall in love with your process. Chill out on the comparison, and fall in love with you know you and what value you have to offer to the world. And that's all I got to say. For sure. <laughs> she got a snap for that. <laughs> but nah, for sure. Yeah, anything else? Uh, yeah. I mean, it seems like we closing out. But all I say is just um, two things I keep coming back to just from this top of the year. It's been, it's been a weird start to the year. Like I was telling you, it's been a weird start. Mm-hmm. Right. But today was like a very weird day, even leading up to to recording and everything. Um, but I think like it just comes back to like being authentic with yourself and authenticity. Like if we had to define it, I would say aligning what you do, what you say and what you think. Mm-hmm. And once you're able to align those, um, you're in unity. You're not fighting against yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think everything flows from that. You're able to create the best you could create. You know what I'm saying? And that's how you're able to leave your mark on earth and show that you was here. Because sure. a lot of us come through, but you don't even know some people step foot on the ground. Because um, they spend their time, you know, chasing all everybody else and trying to be everything for everybody else. Yeah. Instead of like, you know what I'm saying, being who they truly was meant to be and accomplishing what they meant to do. And another thing that came back too was just um, finding like <clears throat> finding the strength and vulnerability and the positive aspects to it. Cause I know like I shut it down recently. Um, so I'm like relearning that whole thing over again and hmm. seeing certain things like how it was affecting my business and you know what I'm saying? Being able to fully create how I should be doing. Um, so yeah, just tapping into those two. And honoring those in a special way, I think that will help yeah. make a very great 2020. Yeah. Um, and then I just have one more thing to say. For sure. I thought you was done. <laughs> it just came to me. I meant to say this earlier, but don't be upset when your plan doesn't align with the journey. Because I know for myself, a lot of I had a lot of resentment with that. Mm-hmm. And I was mad at God. I was mad at family, friends, or whatever, right? A lot of us are mad at people because not for me in particular, friends or whatever. Yeah. More so, I was mad at God. Yeah. Um. Because I felt like, you know, I had quit my job. I had trusted in myself and him and this process. And here I was, you yeah, know, struggling. Was getting spanked. Bruh, <laughs> spanked. <laughs> With that baby. Yeah, and it's like, man... Why isn't my plan not aligning with the pro with my journey? Yeah. Um, so my words of my final words of wisdom is being okay when 
your plan does not align with the journey, just realize that sometimes it's a bigger picture that we don't see that is moving and that everything we go through, everything that occurs in our life, me personally, like especially some of these big challenges that we face is meant, is an important part of the journey, right? Like I needed to go to GW for some reason because it's going to be, it was specifically for my journey, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I could have gone to Georgetown or whatever, but going there wasn't necessary for my journey. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So realizing that whatever you're going through, may just accepting that what you're going through may be necessary for your journey is important and are my final words for the episode. For sure. So, yeah, um, this one comes to an end. If you haven't already, I strongly recommend you read the article, The Thief Comparison. It's on the website, com. You can add www. if you want. <laughs> They're going to take you to the same place. But, yeah, we thank you all for your time, for listening. Um, toast to a great 2020. Toast to a lot of growth. Toast to leaving out better than we came in. And toast to hitting some goals off. Until next time, Balu Campaign, we're out.